President in all this is DK Grooms with Rock Solid Truth Lab. I'm so glad that you have joined us today. Praise the Lamb of God. What a glorious and marvelous day it is to be walking in the promises and in the glory of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you'll turn to your Bible, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17, we have been speaking to you about the love of God and us as children of God understanding and comprehending that love to the breadth, length, depth, and height. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Father, we want to thank you. Praise you today that your holy name shall be exalted, and thank you, Lord, for the opportunity once again to stand in this place of privilege to give forth your word. I pray, Lord, that the, the seeds that are going to be sown tonight shall find a place of planting, and that a harvest shall come forth to fill the barns of each and every one that has eyes to see and ears to hear. We give you all the praise and all of the glory in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, all of God's people said, amen. I have been speaking, like I said, about the love of God, and I pray that it's been a blessing, a blessing that will not only enhance and challenge you, but it also shall bring revelation to you. The Word of God expresses God's love to us in the realm of mercy, in the realm of grace, in the realm of faith, and it comes to us as his children. We need to have that revelation of love. We need to have that unction of love. We need to know the kind of love so that the kind of so that the things that will go through us will be significant to reach and touch others as well. There has been a tremendous change in my life simply because of my understanding of love, my understanding of his agape love and the love that he has for me. You see, God is good. There is no bad in him. The bad belongs strictly to the devil, but God is good, and the goodness of God is good. God is good all of the time. He is good in every situation and every circumstance. And when I come to realize that, when I come to understand that, it was the center of everything that I am, of everything of who I am in Christ. The wonderment of knowing the breadth, length, depth, and height of God's love and how that breadth, length, and height is centered around and in me. You see, that's the reason that we're able to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's the reason we can stand on the fortress and the tower and lean on it in the midst of any storm that comes along. You see, a storm will try to influence you that God is not good, but God is good. Irregardless of the situation, irregardless of the situation, the circumstances, irregardless, God is good, and he has an expected end for you. And that brings us to the knowledge and the revelation of his knowledge. It has to be our safety net. It has to be my wheel in the midst of his wheel. It's the stone in which the entire temple is built upon. The word proclaims that God is good and God is love. 
And I come to the place of understanding that his love and the revelation of that love has made me free, and I am free indeed. And what that does is that it makes bondage disappear. It makes chains and fetters no longer able to hold you captive. The bird has been freed from the cage, and you are free. Not only free, but free indeed. Because that's what truth does. Truth makes you free. It's something that I've had to learn. It's something that I've had to rehearse. It's something that I've had to understand. That every single day I've had to come to the realization that God is good and there is no bad in him. He's made me to sit at the right hand of my Savior. God is good. And every single day when I come to that realization, no matter what the economy is like, no matter what is taking place around me, no matter what is taking place in businesses or finances, God is good. And there is no bad in him. And when I come to that realization and I know that, then things begin to change in my life. And the revelation of his love begins to flow in me, over me, through me, and out of me. Glory to God. You see, you have to know that God loves you. Not loves you in just a cupid-type sense of the word. You have to know that you are the center of his being. You have to know that all things, all things, were created for you to walk in the power of his glory. You have, and he wants you to come to that expected end. And you've got to understand that expected end, that expected end has to be with you realizing and knowing how much it's the thoughts of peace that he has towards you, not evil, to give you an expected end. Look at Jeremiah 29, verse 11. The word of God tells you that. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. This is God. This is what he's saying. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They are thoughts of peace, joy, love, goodness, kindness, not of evil, so that you can come to and to give you an expected end. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Nay, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors. Here we go again. Through him that loved us. I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What a powerful scripture. I am persuaded that none of these things shall be able to separate us from the love of God. He's a good God. He loves you. And I can also put into this scripture... Financial situation, business situation, 
personal situations, relationship situations. None of those things are going to be able to separate you from the love of God. You will never be separated from the love of God. The only thing that will separate is you and your love. You see, this was the place that every single one of us needs to be and needs to come to. The high tower, the fortress, the dwelling place beneath the shadow of the Almighty. Knowing the love of God and how his love manifests itself towards you. You know, we went through a lot of things this year, a lot of things that we never thought were going to take place. Life is tough. Life is harsh. Life is unrelenting. And it's even unfair. And if you don't have a safe place, you don't have a high tower in which to find refuge, you're going to find yourself struggling. Struggling as to why has this happened to me. There will be those who are going to tell you that you've not prayed enough, you've not sought the face of the Lord enough, you've not fasted, you've not been to church, you've not paid your tithes. There will even be those who will tell you that you're backslidden. You're not in the place that you need to be. But that's not true. The Word of God is clear. Many who obeyed God found themselves in situations and circumstances simply because they obeyed God. Take Paul and Silas in the prison of Macedonia. The only reason they're in Macedonia is because they obeyed a dream that they had. The dream that they had was somebody telling them to come because they needed their help. When the disciples obeyed the Lord, got into a ship, and proceeded to go to the other side. And they found themselves in prison. Paul and Silas found themselves in prison, beaten, their feet and hands in stocks, simply because they obeyed the Lord. And then there's the story about the disciples that did obey the Lord. They got into a ship, and they proceeded to go to the other side, and they encountered a storm. And this storm was sent literally, and it was going to literally destroy their lives. What brought victory in the midst of the hell that Paul and Silas were going through? The love of God and the faith in that love. What brought the disciples to that place of victory? The love of God as he walked to them on the water. Without this revelation of love, You're going to struggle. You are going to struggle, my friend. You're going to struggle when things get harsh. You're going to struggle when things get tough. You're going to struggle when the financial situation gets bad. You're going to struggle if you don't have this revelation of love. Look at Philippians chapter 3, verse 8. Philippians chapter 3, verse 8. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, in whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dug that I may win Christ. 
We're talking here about Saul, who was to become the Apostle Paul. He had everything that the world had to offer. Everything. Taught by the greatest teachers in the in the land of Judea. Highest position, Sanhedrin. He was a Benjamin. He was of the tribe. Well, he was a Hebrew among Hebrews from the tribe of Benjamin. He was exalted. He stood at a place of exaltment. And look what he says about all of us. I suffered the loss of all things. And this is what I count them as, manure. That's what I think they are, manure. Because my objective and my position and my love is to win Christ. To be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. That I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. You know, there's a lot of things that Christ preached in the Word of God, but one of the main things that he preached was faith. Because faith touches into every avenue of everything that the Word proclaims. That's what it says that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. To be found in him. Not having my own righteousness, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. What is it that pleases God? It's faith. And religion has really messed up the Word of God. And I believe that multitudes of people have a hard time understanding and contemplating the Word of God and the love of God simply because of religion. What religion has done is taken us backward. Because religion tells you that you cannot experience the love of God until you do more. It's got to be through your performance. It's got to be through work. you got to play more. You see, here's what religion has done. They've taken the Old Testament and they've taken the New Testament and they've mixed them. They've thrown them all into a bowl. They've used a, they've used a, a blender and they have mixed it all together to where the power of God now is diluted and has no power at all simply because of religion. You want to know why you're not healed? It's because you have to do more. You got to believe more. You have to fast more. You have to pray more. You got to study your Bible more. God is not going to do something until you move the hand of God. And this is the mentality of a lot of people and the mentality of preachers. I remember getting this email that says that faith moves the hand of God. I wonder what scripture he is using for that. Because the word of God tells us that all the promises of God are yea and amen unto the glory of God by us. Jesus Christ is sitting on the right hand of the Father and his enemies have been made his footstool and we have been seated at the right hand of the Father resting as he is resting. 
multitudes of preachers and people embrace this theology. And it's false. God does not move because you pray. God does not move because you pray more. God does not move because you fast. I, I can't tell you how many people, how many people, wherever I go, whether it's Africa, India, they believe if you if you really want God to move, prayer is a good thing, but if you really want him to move, then fast, because that gets him to move faster. God has already moved. And there's nothing you can do to improve on the moving. It's already done. It's already done. And the love of God is not hidden from you until you do something. The love of God is revealed and brought forth when you understand how much he loves you. If he loves you, he will never leave you nor forsake you. If you cast your bread upon the waters, it will not turn unto you, walk boy. If you speak to the mountain, the mountain will be removed. You have the hope. Hope deferred is misery. You have the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you believe? Because if, the, if you're having the doubts of that, then you're immersed in unbelief. You have the hope of him. His word is true. If you speak to the mountain and the mountain is not moved, it's not because of him, it's because of you. Faith has six laws. I'm going to have to go into that sometime. Six laws, and those laws are dependent, and faith is dependent on you understanding, knowing those laws. What a powerful word. Look at First John chapter two, verse seven. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which you have from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past, and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in the darkness even till now. He that loveth his brother alighteth in the light, and there is no occasion of stumbling in him. Look at verse 11. He that hateth his brothers in darkness and walketh in darkness and knoweth not whether he goeth, because that darkness hath blinded him. Now look at First John chapter 2, verse 10. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. What a powerful word. Two examples. The love of God. It goes beyond your knowledge. And when it goes beyond your knowledge, and when you grasp a hold of it, 
to the breadth, length, depth, and height. Here's what it does. Here's the promise. It fills you with the fullness of God. What is the fullness of God? Love. Love. When you are filled with the fullness of God, you are filled with love. First John chapter 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for the love is God. And everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. Praise the Lamb of God. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you and praise you today that the mighty name of Jesus Christ shall be exalted. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your grace. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to speak to your children, and thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to reach out and to touch people all over the world. Thank you, Lord, for the podcast. Thank you, Lord, for what's taking place on Facebook as it goes forth throughout the entire world and is touching multitudes of lives. Lord, I now pray for these that have gathered here tonight on this broadcast. I thank you and praise you, Lord, for them, and I and I ask you to bless them. Bless them in the abundance of who you are. Bless them financially. Bless them mercifully. Bless them in your knowledge and your wisdom. Bless them, Lord, that the mighty name of Jesus Christ shall be exalted. I give you all the praise and all of the glory that the mighty name of Jesus shall be exalted, and all of God's people said, amen. This is D.K. Grooms. That's Rock Tower Truth. Go with God. And he will surely go with you.